Today, we are talking to a foster brother about his role in the child welfare process. Join us today on Fostering the Future. Welcome to the Fostering the Future podcast, a show about all things child welfare, dependency, adoption, and foster care. Here are your hosts, veterans in the world of child welfare, Jack and Kat. We believe that every human has incredible and equal value regardless of what side of the courtroom we sit on. We hope that everyone feels welcome and accepted here on Fostering the Future. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram as Fostering the Future Podcast, or check us out on our website at fosteringthefuturepodcast.org. This is Jack. And I'm not here with Kat, but I am here with Jack Jr. Jack Jr. is in the studio today to talk to us about being a foster brother. Welcome, Jack Jr. Hello. So let me ask you a very serious question. What is your favorite drink at Starbucks? It's the Dragon Fruit Refresher with lemonade. Yeah, you like that. And lately we've been ordering it without ice because when you get it with ice, it's like three sips and it's gone, right? Yes. Junior, what was the first time you remember hearing about foster care? I feel like it was like when I was seven or so. Yeah, you were six, six, almost seven years old when we first started talking about it, probably. Why were you in support of us specifically becoming a foster family? When I went to our friends' houses, they had brothers to eat with and sisters to play with, but I didn't. It was just me and my mom and my dad. So I wanted brothers and sisters to play with. So you wanted you wanted to have someone to play with too? Yeah. Can you tell us what you can about how you came to be part of our family? So what happened was, as I went to an orphanage. Do you remember living there at all? Mm, I remember getting a burn on my foot. That's about it. Yeah, you've got a few burns on your feet. Um, but how did you become part of our family? It was when I was two. These two. crazy white people came. And I ran to them and I hugged them and we had fun. We did have fun. We still have fun. Yes. I think so. Very much so. You were there for like, I don't know the exact amount of months, but it was a few months. And there was a bunch of court stuff. Stuff about Sprite is for adults, famous for babies. <laughs> and we came to America and I was adopted. And at the time, Daddy and I just had you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And was that fun? Yes. <laughs> did you not appreciate being the only child at the time? I did. Yeah, because <laughs> we got to do a lot more fun stuff. What do you remember about what you thought it was going to be like to be a foster brother? Honestly, I thought it was going to be like having this sleepover, a long sleepover. And what was it like when you first became a foster brother? It was not like a sleepover. How was it different from a sleepover? There's diapers. You thought the kids would be older. Yeah. Usually in sleepovers, it's older kids that mm -hmm. come and not little kids that come. 
When we first started fostering, what we had told them was that as long as the children were younger than you, we didn't have an age preference because you had told us initially you always want to be the oldest brother. When we gave them pretty much leeway on age, our first placements were how old? One and two. Yeah. Yeah, they were one and two. You were expecting someone to run around and play with outside. And we had one kid who couldn't even crawl and one kid who didn't necessarily always want to play with you outside. Right. Yeah. We had good times. We had bad times. I get bit in the stomach. Mom got a black eye. You know how it is. <laughs> black eye, fat lip. It's all good with two-year-olds. The bite was probably one of the things that stick out the most to me about how you were disappointed by foster care because she looked at you and you were in the hallway and you put your arms out because you thought that she would give you a hug and she went running to you and I remember the look on your face was like so happy oh my gosh she's gonna give me a hug she came running to you and you looked so happy and you had your arms out for her and she ran at you and bit you in the chest so hard I think it was like seven months before that scar went away and every time I saw that scar I was like I remember that moment of disappointment for you and that was really hard brothers and sisters yeah poop on the wall that kind of stuff poop on the wall (laughs) kind of stuff. What is the hardest thing about being a foster brother? Hmm. It's probably knowing what they went through to get to where they are. It doesn't make you feel very good. Um, Do they sometimes tell you things that they don't tell the rest of us? Kind of. I mean, they tell me about the crazy things that went on. What is the best thing about being a foster brother? Getting to play with them. When you do play with them, they're so happy. Because you're giving them attention. Yeah, and it makes me happy that they're happy. So the best thing for you about being a foster brother is when you play with them and give them attention and they appreciate it and then everybody's happy. Yeah. I know one of the things that's hard for you as a foster brother sometimes is when you try and give them attention and make an effort to play with them in the way they want to be played with and they get mad at you or bossy with you. I know that that's one of the hard things for you. Yeah. What is it like when you, this is your family, this is your mom and dad, this is your house. You've lived here in this house as long as we have. As long as we've been parents, you've been our kid. What does it feel like sometimes when kids come in and try and tell you what to do in your house? I'm like... No, not today. Not happening. (laughs) Is it hard sometimes to like be kind to them when they're coming in telling you what to do? Yeah. But when there's kids that are older than me, like every now and then, and then they tell me what to do. I can't really say not today. I'm older than you because they're older than me. And you can't really say something like this is my house because you want them to feel welcome. Yeah. So sometimes that's hard because you just have to hold it in and feel like, you know, who is this person who just came into my house and is telling me what to do? Right. Mm -hmm. What do you think you do well as a foster brother? I think that when they're sad, I'm good at making them feel happy and comforting them. That's true. I Like, I know that when they're sad, sometimes you, like, make a fun game to cheer them up. I know one of the things that you've done with our seven-year-old a lot is sometimes you'll run up and scoop him up like a baby and hold him like a baby. And you run around and you're like, oh, he needs hugs and kisses. And the way that he smiles and squeals with delight when you do that, even though he's seven years old and you're treating him like a baby, is kind of the cutest thing ever. That's really sweet. A sweet thing that you do. What is something that you think you could do better as a foster brother 
have more patience. Sometimes it's hard for adults to have patience with kids with behaviors. So it's really hard for us to expect someone who's 11 years old to have patience with people with behaviors. But I think you do a really good job. But yeah, it's definitely something that you can work on and everybody can work on to get a little better at. Let me ask you a question. What was the hardest day ever as a foster brother? It was probably this little kid who would always... Pee yourself every night. Oh, are we talking about the child who used to punch herself in the face and ram her head into the wall? Yes. Yeah, that was. I thought that was awfully disgusting. Yeah. How much water are you drinking? Like, she's definitely been through it. What is the best day you've ever had as a foster brother? It was probably when we adopted our first foster kid. So that would be Little Jack. That was a pretty special day. And one of the cool things about that was that happened on National Adoption Day. So I don't know if you remember, but there was like basically a party in the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. I wish that we could have done that for our other kids. Not that I would have wanted to wait the additional six months or whatever. But um, I wish that we hadn't done National Adoption Day for little Jack because he just is so easily overwhelmed by people. If it was a less hectic day, I think it would have been less scary for him. I don't know if you remember, he threw a temper tantrum right after his hearing and was running and throwing his shoes at people and all of his adoption pictures. He has no shoes on his feet. You remember that? Mm -hmm. It was definitely one of the best days of my life. Yeah, I'm glad that that was your best day as a foster brother. If you had a friend whose family was about to start fostering, what advice would you give your friend? I'd probably tell them, you know what you got to do, buddy? You got to make sure that they know that you know what to do until they know the rules well. They should ask the parents or you questions. Don't get bit in the stomach. <laughs> so basically, don't ever think that they're just going to give you a hug. So <laughs> unless they put their arms out too, do not go in for it. Uh, so what you're basically saying is you need to advocate for yourself once your family becomes part of a foster family because you need to make sure that when the kids come in, you're able to stand up for yourself when you need to. Yeah. Hide your phone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so very well. So end up in the toilet or like, in the Gulf of Mexico. Save your money up to get a safe yeah, get Put a your safe. phone in there. Put your phone in there. And have fun. And when your parents buy you a safe for Christmas because you wanted one to put your stuff in, you should probably put your stuff in it. Yeah, because I totally saying. don't do that. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm going to put my popcorn in there. <laughs> put your popcorn in your safe, but not your switch or your phone. Yeah. And then they take your switch and your phone and they break. Yes, very much so. So we, we know that you value your public's popcorn more than you value your phone and your Switch. No, I value my phone and my Switch. So maybe for Christmas, I should just get you a whole bunch of Publix popcorn. Hmm, that doesn't sound bad, but it doesn't sound very good. I mean, I like my popcorn, so. If my friend's family was going to be a foster family, I'd tell them, advocate for yourself. Don't let them bully you. Make sure they know the rules and have patience. Have patience. Yeah. Something I lack, but yeah. <laughs> well, everybody has a limited amount of patience. We all just need to work to have more. And that comes from understanding from where these kids are at. You know, we have all these people that come and talk to us sometimes, right? Um, we have licensing and case management and guardians. Out of that group of people, who comes and talks to you ever? I mean, they don't come to me to talk. Usually I kind of put myself in that conversation. <laughs> you like to conversate. Yes, I can't really. 
get them to talk to me because they're more focused on the foster kids. But I'm like, yeah, I'm here, too. So like, let's talk. I know one guardian at Latum who always checks on all of you guys and talks to you. Yeah. What about licensing? Sometimes licensing comes and talks to you, too, right? Mm hmm. Rarely. But yeah. Well, in my mind, I feel like it's rarely, but they do. Um, so licensing basically is the one uh, party that checks in on you sometimes. And obviously, every once in a while, we have an amazing guardian ad litem who pops out of nowhere and is like, hey, how you doing? Loves our whole family. Yeah. Can you give me a word to describe foster brothers? Most of the time, a word to describe foster brothers is very compassionate and sharing. Because you're not just sharing your house and your toys and your stuff. You're sharing your parents and your time and all of that. So. Yeah, and your privacy and your room. And What do your friends think about you being a foster family? They're surprised at how many kids there are. They're like, whoa, you guys have eight kids. That's so cool. I only got like... Two brothers and one sister. So people are surprised and they think it's cool? Yeah. Do you ever feel judged? No. Does, nobody ever feels like you're weird? No. What would surprise most people to learn about being a foster brother? A thing that would surprise most people to learn about foster brothers would be that there are diapers. We change them, too. Yeah, sometimes I, I want people up. to know that I change diapers, too. Not often. I mean, you're a pretty incredible human being. And sometimes I come downstairs and find that you have already woken kids up, diapered and dressed them and set them up for cartoons. So um, I don't think all foster brothers are like that. But you are an outstanding foster brother. What do you want people to know about foster brothers? I would want people to know about foster brothers would be that sometimes the kids that come into our house, um, they put stress on you because they tell you about why they're here and how this happened and what their parents did. And their father's not here. We haven't seen our father in years. And so, yeah, it puts stress on you because you know they went through this. A lot of the time, you've had your mom and your dad that you get to see them and they don't leave you alone or have you watch the kids alone while they go like 50 miles away or more they go like three hours away while they're with their friends having martini time one of the things that you used to talk about a lot being difficult for you as a foster brother who was also adopted was the fact that these kids that were in foster care got to visit their biological parents yeah and you were always like, I never got to know or even meet my biological parents and they get to see them every week. And that that was really difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Was that hard for you? Yes, it somewhat still is, but not as much as it used to be. So, Junior, when you get really stressed out from some of the stuff that goes on in the house with these kids who have experienced trauma, what do you do to help yourself feel better? Well, I have this awesome combo I have where I put in my Bluetooth headphones because they don't have the wires. And then I put on my noise canceling headphones over my Bluetooth headphones. But they don't play music. They're just they blocking just, out the noise. Yeah. So I put those together and you normally can't hear a thing besides your own voice. Go in my room, take a nap. 
do push-ups, lift weights, mostly taken out because it gets stuff off my mind. Doing push-up and lift weights, it kind of makes you feel better. But when you take a nap, you kind of forget. And when you come out as this whole new person, like... It's like a reboot, right? Yeah, like Hulk. Yeah. You come out Hulk mode and like, what's up? <laughs> when you were little and you used to have temper tantrums or something like that, I'd be like, okay, let's have a reboot. Let's just lay down for a couple seconds and then reboot yourself and come out like a different person. And and once you started doing that more regularly, you got really good. And it's kind of neat that now you're 11 years old and you do that for yourself because you're smart enough to acknowledge that that's something that really helps you. Mm-hmm. Usually just take a nap right there. Like, no, no, no. So you put your two headphones on, you take a nap, and then you do push-ups and sit-ups. Yeah. Or lift weights. Mm-hmm. What are the biggest struggles that you face as a foster brother? I like my stuff, and I don't want anyone else touching my stuff without consulting me. But you really just mean a few things. Most of your things you're very generous with yeah you let everybody play with almost all your stuff but because yeah but like so if many they touch my have... phone or my laptop or my switch without talking to me like hey right. can i play a game with you or i would say i don't want to play a game right now so here just take it and be free so your laptop your switch and your phone i do not let anyone the, touch my laptop are the three things that you don't want people to touch and one of the struggles you've had is that sometimes they just touch it right yeah and break it and all of that stuff. Yeah. But like I could understand after going through three phones in one year. My right side switch. I can't use put on the Joy-Con anymore because I life. Know, baby, I know. Because you see these kids coming into foster care. Mm-hmm. You know the kinds of stuff their parents did that led to them being here, right? What do you think the community can do to help more kids not need to come into care? To help those parents so they can stay together as families? You could put them with a trusting relative for a bit, like while their parents reboot. But like you got to really get on the parents to reboot because unless they're like some parents, I know one, some parents, um, they won't just do that on their own because their kids left. They'll just be like, eh, do what they want. Yeah. Put them in rehab, that kind of stuff. Like you like say, put their foot down, like you have to do this. So you're, what you're saying is be more firm with parents on what they need to do and making use of rehab and relatives more often. Yeah. Okay. Like not just random relatives, trusting relatives, relatives that you've interviewed and like, I trust this guy or I trust this woman. So our kids are going to a relative tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Honestly, I'm kind of happy for them. So, Junior, what are your goals for yourself to make positive change in our community? I'm going to be that guy, you know, that guy with the good patience and that guy who can do football well. So I got to really give it do your that. All. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to be that guy with more patience for your foster siblings. Mm-hmm. And that guy that they can look up to because I'm good at football or I can throw the ball well or I can really get that guy. Well, I think you are that guy and I'm proud of you and I love you. Listen, Junior. Mm-hmm. Jack Junior. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're thank welcome. Thank you for sharing your experience as a foster brother. And thank you for making the long walk from the house to the studio. It wasn't that long. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social. We hope that you join us again next time and keep on fostering the future.